0: Your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson, and for this episode, I am joined by Corinne McCreary of Supergirl Power Hour and Titans Podcast to shine a character spotlight on Dream Girl with maybe a little bit of Dreamer mixed in because Dream Girl did use that code name. So welcome back to Supergirl Radio, Corey. Glad to have you back for another uh, character spotlight. Glad to be back. Yeah, so we've we've done a few character spotlights already, so you kind of know the drill. Um, but before we get into the spotlight, would you tell the listeners about your history with the character of Dream Girl?
1: As I previously said on the last two spotlights that I've been a part of, I'm a big Legion of Superheroes fan, primarily because of their relationship with Supergirl over the years. And Dream Girl has been a big part of my favorite era of Legion of Superheroes. Um, she was the leader during my favorite storyline for them. Um, she was a focal character of the Giffen and Levitz, uh run on the book. And that book is one of the iconic runs of any series uh, that DC has ever done. It's right up there with the Wolfman and Perez Titans. So um, most of my love for dream girl comes from them. Uh, She was also a focal character of Mark Wade's run for a very brief time before she bit it in that run. Um, But she was a big part of the early part of that run. And that was also one of my favorite runs. So that's My comic connection to Dream Girl, my real-life connection got a lot stronger uh, this past San Diego Comic-Con. Because I was one of the lucky people that got to do the cast interviews with the Supergirl cast. And about an hour before the interviews, they sent out a press release announcing the casting of Nicole Maines as uh, Nia Nal, Dreamer. In talking about how it's the first transgender uh, superhero that we're going to see on TV and talking about the character. And so as a transgender uh, individual myself, I was overwhelmed with emotions <laughs> and it was going to be a hard time for me to keep it together there during the interview anyway, because I have loved this show for three years now. Uh, It brings my favorite character to life. And I was getting the opportunity to meet the people that did that. And then they dropped this in my lap an hour beforehand. And so I wound up asking three cast members about the casting. I asked David Harwood. I asked Melissa Benoist. And I asked um, McCod Brooks about being on the forefront of such a progressive movement, about bringing that representation to people that don't have it and have never had it. And I did a good job of keeping it together for David and Melissa. I broke a little bit when I asked Melissa, but somehow I managed to keep it together. And then when I asked McCawd, he looked at me because I, I mentioned how it's representation that I've never had in superhero medium. And he looked at me and he asked me how that makes me feel. And I just lost it. I just started crying face down on the table and he got up and he gave me a giant hug. And Then he talked about the fact that that's why they're doing this, is they want more people to have the reaction that I'm having and that it needs to be out there and people need to be able to see themselves. So that really strengthened my connection with the character overall because now I can look at it as this is somebody that is giving me something to look at that I've never had.
0: Oh, yeah, it's it's uh, more impactful if it's something that can connect with you personally and uh, be something that you can look to to maybe see yourself in or have an emotional connection to it. Uh, so yeah, that is something that can make a connection with a, a, even a fictional character, uh, so much stronger for, for anyone who, who, uh, sees themselves in a character. So that's a, that's a really cool, uh, connection that you have to dream girl. And, uh, that moment that you had with Makad Brooks, uh, I, there's video of that. Yes. Yes.
1: They can find the video of that moment at supergirl.tv. Um, In their Comic-Con coverage, they did post their videos with all of the cast members. So you can see all of the... uh, They were at the same table as I was. So you can see all of the interviews that we did. um, And you can see that moment. Um, It's also the header profile on my Twitter page. So um, every time I open Twitter, I can see my hugging me
0: <laughs> yeah uh so if anybody is interested in seeing that uh the moment that Corey is speaking about uh, you can go check it that out at supergirl.tv and uh watch that video so that's cool well thank you for sharing that um but before we get started in talking about the history and the character of dream girl we need to get to the news According to Deadline.com, actor Jeremy Davies will portray the nefarious Dr. John Deegan in this season's Arrowverse crossover event that will draw Green Arrow, The Flash, and Supergirl to Gotham City. So, Corey, do you have any uh, opinions about the casting of Jeremy Davies as Dr. John Deegan?
1: Um, I haven't seen Jeremy Davies in a lot of stuff, um, so I don't really have an opinion on him as an actor. Um If I remember right, the press release I saw did mention Arkham Asylum, so it confirms that we'll actually be seeing Gotham City on the shows, Um, so I'm excited for that, because they've skirted around the idea of Gotham for seven years now, (laughs) so... Actually going there is going to be a little bit of a treat.
0: Yeah, it opens up the world of this universe of DC. So it's some place we haven't really been before in the eraverse. So it will be interesting to see their take on it. I am personally very excited because I'm a Lost fan. And Jeremy Davies played Daniel Faraday in seasons four through six of Lost. And I loved him because he uh, he had a, a unique look. He was very dapper. He always wore a tie on the island. <laughs> he always kept that tie on, that skinny tie. When everybody else was running around dirty, he had that tie on. He was going to look good. Um, and he was very smart, and he uh, dealt in time travel. So I really liked that aspect of his character. He was in some of my favorite, well, actually, my favorite seasons of the show. So, um, and there's that... Uh, Legion cruiser flying over my house that uh, makes a weekly appearance on Supergirl radio. Uh, but <laughs> I am very excited about Jeremy Davies. I do think he is a good actor and I will be uh, excited to see what he brings to uh, the uh, Arrowverse on the CW. Uh, it's something to note that I didn't know, but a Twitter user by the name of at Craig R. MacD tweeted out that quote, John D uh, the character that Jeremy Davies is uh, going to be playing uh, John D. is the real name of longtime Justice League villain Dr. Destiny. And uh, at Craig R. Mac asked, I wonder if this is the CW version of him, unquote. So that's a good question. I did not know about Dr. Destiny. I don't know. Um, Corey, do you know anything about Dr. Destiny? Uh,
1: a little. Um, most of my knowledge of Dr. Destiny actually uh, comes from uh, Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Um he was part of the first arc of Sandman, as Sandman was trying to get back all of his uh relics. Dr. S had one of the relic um and Sandman had to get it back from him by partnering up with the Justice League. Mm. It was the rare moment of Sandman where it actually tied back into the main DC universe. So um That's where most of my knowledge of Dr. Destiny comes from.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah, I had to look him up on Wikipedia because I've never read anything with Dr. Destiny in it. Uh, But he has a cool name. Dr. Destiny is a pretty cool name. Um, But apparently he was once a petty criminal scientist who used his genius to create astounding devices for crime. He invented an anti-gravity device, and Will Deadener beam, that allowed him to capture Green Lantern by luring him into his base using anti-gravity disks to fly over the city as Green Lantern, impersonate him, and infiltrate the JLA. He also created the, and you're going to have to help me with this, Cory's is a weird word, uh, Materia Tycon.
1: That sounds accurate-ish.
0: Yeah, I could, I could maybe try it again. I would still probably butcher it. Uh, M-A-T-E-R-I-O-P-T-I-K-O-N. Uh, It's a device which allowed him to create reality from the fabric of dreams. Dr. Destiny has the ability to manipulate anyone's dreams and use twisted versions of dreams to commit crimes. Uh, And uh, Wikipedia also mentions Dr. Destiny uh, has a reason for being a doctor. He also has an extensive medical knowledge, so he must actually be a doctor. (laughs) Uh, so this is a really intriguing character. Uh, I think it's very fitting that Jeremy Davies will play a character uh, that has this description about him because if he is uh, going to be a character who might have a lot of exposition, maybe it'd be some sort of scientific uh, mumbo jumbo or some medical jargon. I think Jeremy Davies will be good at that because <laughs> uh, he usually plays a lot, or at least on Lost, he played a very smart and intelligent character. So, uh, this I'm very intrigued uh, about what he's going to be doing in the crossover. And I, it's funny that we're talking about him in this casting. In the same uh, episode that we're doing the character spotlight on Dream Girl. Because this, uh, what I found from Wikipedia, talked a lot about dreams. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if uh, Nicole Maines' uh, Dreamer slash uh, Nia Nal will have anything to do with this. But I'm just saying there it's maybe a possibility they both deal in dreams. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. Who knows? But uh, I think that's a really cool addition to the crossover, and I'm excited to see what they do with him.
1: Also, the character of Dr. Destiny wears a skull mask, and he kind of looks like Skeletor. So we'll see how that plays out on television, too.
0: Mm, So that makes him extra scary. Although I do happen to like characters that look like skeletons. Big fan of Director Bones. Uh, so maybe, maybe he won't be so scary. I don't know. It'll depend on how they play him. But if he, uh, if he does look like that, maybe he will be playing a very twisted and, uh, uh, scary version of the character. So that, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued. You have me at intrigued crossover. So that's, that's making me even more excited for the crossover this season. All right, well, let's get to our character spotlight on Dream Girl. Uh, We'll be introduced to the character of Nia Nal, a.k.a. Dreamer, in the fourth season of Supergirl. So we're using this episode of Supergirl Radio to learn more about her great-great-great-great-great-granddaughter. I think I got all the greats correct there. Uh, The great-great-great-great-great-granddaughter, Nura Nal, who is the legionnaire known as Dream Girl. And if you're wondering why we're doing a spotlight on Dream Girl when Nicole Maines is playing the character named Dreamer, well, it's kind of tough. We sort of talked about what we were going to do with this. Um, There is a character named Dreamer in DC Comics who, from my knowledge and research, appeared in two two issues of Legion stories who, (laughs) according to the internet, just kind of slept a lot. There is also uh, a character named Beautiful Dreamer, who is more related to the new gods of DC. And for a short time, Dream Girl did assume the codename of Dreamer. So we couldn't really uh, justify a Dreamer character spotlight in, in uh, a general sense. But uh, I think we decided we were going to go with a character spotlight on Dream Girl because it might give us More insight into what the CW Supergirl TV series might do with Nia in Season 4. And uh, just on a a plus slash bonus, it gives us another excuse to talk about the Legion of Superheroes. So uh, this is why we're doing a character spotlight on Dream Girl. So uh, let's get started. We're going to talk about the comics um, first. And of course, Dream Girl's real name is Nura Nal, created by Edmund Hamilton and John Forte. And her first appearance was in Adventure Comics number 317 from February 1964. And it's actually a two-part story. The first part is called The Menace of Dream Girl. And the second part is called The Doom of the Legion. And we will talk about the first appearance in a minute. Uh, Dream Girl is from the planet Naltor. Uh, She has some notable relatives that pop up in some of the stories she is in. Her mother's name is Kiwa, I guess. Kiwa? 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 Uh, ki- I'm going to go with Kiwa Nal.
1: Yeah, it, it's comic, so we've never actually heard it pronounced. So anything is as good as anything else.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of whatever you feel like pronouncing it uh, as. So I'm going to go with Kiwa Nal at this point, uh, who is the High Seer of Naltor? That is uh, her position. And uh, Nura has a sister, Missa uh Misa missa now uh who is also known as the white witch or sometimes i saw she was known as the black witch so ki- i guess kind of depends on the day <laughs> whatever she feels like going with uh so she could be any number of witches either the white witch or the black witch uh dream girl is affiliated of course with the legion of superheroes But I thought this was interesting, Corey. Uh, She was also associated with the Legion of Substitute Heroes. Uh, Do you want to tell our listeners about uh, what the Legion of Substitute Heroes is?
1: Yeah. Uh, So the Legion of Subs is a group of characters with powers that don't quite make them Legion of Superheroes uh, caliber. (laughs) Um, Most of them are just... Weird and not very useful, <laughs> but they're big fans of the Legion and they want to be members of the Legion, so they founded their own group um, that the the main Legion could call on them in times of dire need, um, and they could provide their assistance. Um, Polar Boy was one of them, I believe. Color Kid, just a whole bunch of characters that really. Couldn't quite make it into the Legion, and I'll talk about them a little more after we talk about uh, Dream Girl's first appearance, because her first appearance is why she's associated with the Legion of Subs.
0: Yeah, so that's a that's a good breakdown of the Legion of Substitute Heroes. I love that they still, even if they get rejected, they still have a goal and they still want to help. Good for them. Good for
1: them. Yeah, they're good kids.
0: Good kids. Good kids. They have a lot of heart. Uh so I I really like the Legion of Substitute Heroes. Um, Dream Girl's abilities. Oh, she has an ability I cannot pronounce. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try this is the episode of Supergirl Radio where where Rebecca can't pronounce anything. Um so apparently she has the ability uh, that I think is pronounced O'Neromancy, which is the ability to see the future through uh, your dreams. So that's one dream ability that she has. She also has the ability of precognition, which is a little bit different. It's the ability to perceive information about future places or events before they happen. So there's they they both deal in dreams, but there's a little bit of a distinction there. Uh, dream girl also has a genius level intellect. Uh, Nura is considered to be one of the four smartest members of the Legion of Superheroes, uh, which I uh, assume that Brainiac 5 is the smartest of them, uh, but she's up there as well.
1: Uh, I believe Kara is also one of the top four.
0: Yeah, I would imagine so. Supergirl does have that super intellect.
1: If I remember, the top four are uh, Brainy, Kara, Saturn Girl, and Dream Girl.
0: I'm going to go with that. I think that's a good list. Uh, (laughs) so, so even if we're wrong, that's the list we're going with. I think that is a, a superior list. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Nura, Nura does have a lot of scientific smarts. Um, so she is very smart in addition to having cool dream powers. Um, and she also is known for, uh, some basic hand-to-hand, uh, combat. She has trained with Legionnaire Karate Kid, who, uh, helps her, uh, Kind of, you know, make sure that she has the ability to fight. So she does have that ability as well. Her one weakness that I found was that she had a power limitation. Um, and that limitation is uh, that while the visions in her dreams are infallible, Dream Girl's interpretation of them is not So there, that is the catch to having a power about dreams is that you have to figure out what they mean. So that could be a problem if you don't interpret it correctly. So that's a a cool look at her uh, uh, powers and weaknesses. So, uh, Corey, let's talk about her first appearance in comics, which is in Adventure Comics number 317. Uh, Would you like to guide us through that?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So, as we said, it's Adventure Comics 317- Like a lot of Silver Age stories, it is a two-part story um, where they set it up in one part and then leave you with a brief cliffhanger (laughs) that's separated by a few pages of ads and, (laughs) like, short comics and then jump right back in. Um, The Silver Age was weird, guys. So... (laughs) She joins and quits the Legion in the same issue, which is great. (laughs) The story begins with the Legion holding an examination of new applicants. Uh, One of them is a girl from the scientific world of Naltor who calls herself Dream Girl. She hopes that her superpower of dreaming will gain her entrance to the Legion. All the boy Legionnaires are wowed by the pretty girl and start to fawn over her, but the girls aren't too impressed. And this is a theme that will continue throughout uh, Nura's time with the Legion. She was always presented as one of the most beautiful Legionnaires Um and that usually caused some problems with her uh, female counterparts on the team.
0: Oh yeah, the girls in this issue don't take to her when she first comes in. My, one of my favorite panels in the issue is like she Dream Girl shows up and all the guys are like, "Oh wow, you know, what a what a what a real dream boat." And you just see Saturn Girl with her arms crossed just like pouting. And I do I do kind of enjoy that on a on a uh, superficial level that Saturn Girl just <laughs> does not like her at first. So there there is Uh, part of that when she first shows up
1: yeah um in fact saturn girl tells dream girl that even though she can dream future events that always happen dreaming is hardly an ability we can use in legion
0: yeah saturn girl is like (laughs) i don't think we can use you Bye bye like she wants her to go
1: and then uh dream girl goes into a coma like sleep and when she awakes she recounts two dreams that will happen soon In one dream, she saw long-buried eggs in a southwestern desert uncovered by a storm hatch into great monsters which flew away to prey on men. And in the other dream, she saw a great rocket of tank fuel near Metropolis spaceport explode. So Superboy and Starboy go check and see if these events come to pass. Starboy does encounter some monsters hatched in the desert, and Superboy does have to stop the Metropolis spaceport from exploding.
0: So her her ability came in handy. I mean, it was something that could be useful, that the dream, those dreams did come true.
1: Exactly. Um, having proven her abilities to the Legion, they take a vote on whether or not to add her to the team, and in a very, very uh, controversial decision... Every single one of the girl Legionnaires votes no, and every single one of the boy Legionnaires votes yes. (laughs) And Dream Girl uh, gets inducted because there were slightly more boys than girls on the team at the time. (laughs) And when the Legion is having difficulty trying to see more than 30 days into the future because the Time Trapper is preventing them from doing so, they ask if Dream Girl can tell them what's beyond it by her dreams. But she explains to them that she can only dream what will happen within the next few days. Uh, the girls in the Legion start to notice that Dream Girl has some snooty behavior. <laughs> Lightning Last says that her conceit is unsufferable. Uh, when an assignment goes awry and leaves Lightning Last powerless, Triplicate Girl blames Dream Girl. And then Dream Girl starts using her other power, which is front-to-back knowledge of the legion constitution
0: yes yeah, so the whole the whole issue she's studying it she makes sure that she knows what's in it and it's re- it gets really catty at this part in the story i mean the girls are really going after each other so it's uh it's bad news in the in the legion some some divisions have started to uh arise
1: she kicks light la- or lightning Lass out of the legion because she no longer has powers <laughs> Um, And then because of her ruthless behavior, nobody wants her around. But Starboy was instantly smitten by her. And this (laughs) will remain for the entirety of this era of the Legion. Um, Her and Starboy remain an on-again, off-again couple for three decades almost. Um, While discussing the Legion's next assignments, Dream Girl announces that she's had a premonition about the planet Vondra. She goes into her coma-like sleep again and wakes up with a vision of a strange valley with eternal Aurora and claiming that the Aurora is a fearful menace. Coming to the conclusion that Dreamgirl shouldn't venture off to the planet alone, Bouncing Boy, Lightning Lad, Shrinking Violet, and Ultra Boy go with her. When they get to the planet Vondra and become exposed to the Aurora... Bouncing Boy, Lightning Lad, Shrinking Violet, and Ultra Boy begin to shrink and de-age back into babies. And Dream Girl is unaffected because she took the precaution of swallowing a special antidote. And when Superboy arrives on scene, he is also unaffected because the only thing that messes with him is Kryptonite.
0: I mean, they literally shrink down into these I, I mean, the the issue says that they're babies, but they kind of look like toddlers. I don't know, maybe yeah. they maybe they're one or two um, they do have the ability kind of to speak sort of baby talk, uh, but yeah, they they are uh, a little pathetic looking. Uh, their clothes have shrunken, so all their clothes are too big for them, <laughs> and they are they're hungry, they're complaining about how they don't have anything to eat, uh, and they're crying for their mommy, so they have really taken a turn for the worse here and have gone back to... Uh, being uh small children because
1: of <laughs> yeah and like in the silver age the term baby was applied very loosely ah super baby was around three years old like he wasn't really a baby but he was more of a super toddler <laughs> <laughs> and that's just a terrifying thought a toddler with all the powers of superman
0: oh yeah because in the the terrible twos i mean they're the terrible twos for a reason uh two-year-old toddlers can can be a little bit of uh trouble so a a toddler who has the powers of superman you got to be careful
1: and dream girl once again uses the legion constitution to expel all of these legionnaires because they are not the minimum age (laughs) so she sends them to the science hospital where they have to remain under observation Um, dream girl also tricks matter eater lad into thinking that she is chameleon boy in disguise so that he breaks clause number 81 of the Legion constitution, which also dishes out a three month suspension for making false charges against a fellow Legionnaire. And then it turns out that she had ulterior motives all along. Um, there's a reason she's been trying to get all of these members of the Legion kicked out. Um, Because a few weeks ago, she dreamt a future when Shrinking Violet, Matter Eater Lad, Bouncing Boy, Lightning Lad, Ultra Boy, Triplicate Girl, and Lightning Lass are killed. She figured that the Legion would refuse to let it stop them in their duty, so she joined the Legion and used her tricks to get them out of the Legion and prevent their deadly future. And as far as turning the Legionnaires into babies, well, she knew it was temporary.
0: Yeah, so she actually does have a good and noble reason for why she's doing this. She just uh, came across as being really mean and vindictive. Uh, so they they thought she was doing all these terrible things just sh- because she was trying to destroy the legion, but it turned out that she was trying to save the
1: legion. and in a a secondary plot twist, <laughs> it turns out that the rocket manned by the legionnaires that she saw was actually a- manned by Android doubles of them, um, serving as a trick to confuse space criminals when the legion is rounding them up. <laughs> And that rocket does get destroyed, and those android doubles are then lost, uh, just like in her dream. So um, as a last attempt to make things right after all of the deception that she used to save Legionnaire lives without actually having to.
0: To be fair, she didn't know that those were uh, android doubles. She thought those were the real Legionnaires, so in her defense.
1: And this goes back to that weakness of Her dreams are subject to her own interpretation of them. Right, right. As a last attempt to make things right, Dream Girl restores uh, Lightning Lass's powers. Um, If I remember right, this is actually when Lightning Lass became Light Lass.
0: I think that's correct,
1: yes. Because, again, she used her knowledge of the Legion Constitution, and she's like, we already have your brother, we don't need two people with the same power set, so... I'm going to give you a different power set. And she converted Lightning Lass's powers to the opposite of Starboy's powers, which Starboy has the ability to increase the gravity on uh, other people and things. So she made Light Lass into the opposite of that, where she has the ability to decrease the gravity on people and objects. And... Since she joined under false pretenses, uh, she immediately resigns and leaves, um, saying that if I perfect my time site power further, I could return and apply for membership again. Um, And this is where she actually goes off the page. She joins the Legion of Substitute Heroes. And I believe it's Adventure 342. Uh, Starboy gets expelled from the Legion for... Uh, violating the Constitution by killing someone in self defense. Oh. And again, it was because he was defending Dream Girl's honor. Mm. It was on her home planet that he uh, killed someone. So at that point, they're both out of the Legion. And then eight issues later, we have an issue where both Superboy and Supergirl are expelled from the Legion. And they are expelled because the Earth of the uh, 30th century has been surrounded by a layer of kryptonite dust.
0: So they they expelled them to
1: save their lives? Pretty much, yeah. They're like, you guys can't come to the future for at least another two years. And because it's the Silver Age and the Silver Age doesn't know how time travel works. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're like, we're just going to send you back. (laughs) And Superboy and Supergirl decided that they would recommend their own replacements and the people that they recommended were two individuals in suits of futuristic armor uh one was sir prize as in <laughs> sir as in a knight prize and the other was miss terius
0: oh oh that's that's the good stuff <laughs> this i mean this is just good stuff
1: and for In issue and a half, the rest of the Legion doesn't know who they are. uh, Because part of their promise to Superboy and Supergirl is that they wouldn't try to figure out the identities of Surprise and Mysterious. And for a while, they are thinking that they might actually be Superboy and Supergirl in the armor. But they kind of shoot that down because... Um, Superboy and Supergirl had microscopic surgery to forget the Legion when they oh, got sent back to their own time. That is severe. Shrinking Violet shrunk down to microscopic size and implanted a kryptonite capsule in a part of their brain that housed the memories of the Legion.
0: Wow. That is that is some kind of surgery. <laughs>
1: The Silver Age was wild, Rebecca.
0: <laughs> it is a weird, weird time in comics. A lot of a lot of weird things happen.
1: We cut to an issue later and at the end of the issue they finally unmask themselves and it turns out that Surprise is Starboy mm. and Mysterious is Dream Girl. Twist. And this is when both of them rejoin the Legion and they remain active members for the foreseeable future. Um, and like I said, they, Starboy and Dreamgirl develop an on-again, off-again relationship that is mostly on. Um, they're one of the long-standing couples of the, the Legion. Um, and then towards the end of the first era of the Legion, Dreamgirl gets elected leader. Um, it's during the Great Darkness Saga um, as they are fighting Darkseid. And there's a great line where, like, she she announces her candidacy for leader. And this was a time when the Legion um, held public votes for comic fans.
0: Oh, oh, oh back, back up. What do you mean by public votes? Was this for readers of the comics?
1: Yeah. Um, that's how they selected the leader of the Legion, was they had readers vote. Um, they had a letter-writing campaign every year, Um to select the new leader of the Legion.
0: I think you told me that before, but I I couldn't remember, like, because I I, I couldn't remember if they voted within the comic, but I guess within the comic, they're just reflecting the votes of the the, the real readers. Yes, okay.
1: Which is a great idea, but it's also an idea that can handcuff uh, the writer. True, true. To a leader that he didn't want, um, which is kind of the case with Dream Girl, because... They did not expect in a million years that dream girl would win the write in vote, (laughs) but she did. So they had to write it in. Um, And she announces her candidacy and nobody's believing her because um, as we saw in that first issue, she's, she's got a very snooty personality and that never changes. Uh, She's kind of aloof. She's kind of keeps to herself. Um, And a lot of that has to do with her intelligence level and her powers. Um, she's always constantly three steps ahead of almost everyone. So it's like everyone else is playing catch up and that can get annoying for her. Yeah,
0: I can imagine that it would be tough if you could see the future. What do you tell people who are affected by the future? Like, I think that would be a really uh, difficult responsibility that if you knew something was going to happen to Bouncing Boy, do you tell him what that future is or do you just let it play out? Like I can I can see how she would have this uh, burden that she would kind of carry around that would sort of make her a little, mm, I don't want to say antisocial, but it would kind of keep her from opening up uh, sometimes. At least that's that's kind of how I read her, maybe.
1: Somebody else during the election process during this couple of issues was like, Dream girls never going to win and star boys like do you really think she'd announce her candidacy if she didn't already see herself winning?
0: <laughs> that is so true. Why would you why would you enter a, a a race if you didn't think you could win? That is so funny. That's a good point.
1: <laughs> and sure enough she wins and <laughs> she's the leader during one of the biggest arcs in Legion history um and then she remains the leader for about 10 issues after the great darkness saga which is right around that 1 year mark so that's when she gets beat in the next election i believe it's element lad who beats her but i can't remember for sure um and then we have the time of 5 years later which is 5 years in the future of the legion Um, And she's retired from the Legion of Superheroes back to Naltor, where she has taken the position of High Seer from her mother. And then the Legion rebooted, mostly because they had lost the ability to reference Superboy. They had lost the ability to reference Supergirl. And those two characters were huge parts of the Legion history, so they had to do something to to give them new motivations, uh, because they couldn't keep referencing the past. So that's when we got the reboot Legion, um, sometimes called the Archie Legion, because of the cartoonish style uh, of that era. And the Dream Girl of that era didn't join the Legion until way further into it. Um, In that era of Legionnaires... All used different code names. Um, they stepped away from the lad and the lass and the boy and the girl. So instead of Lightning Lad, for instance, it was uh, Livewire. I believe Saturn Girl was one of the few that kept her mo- moniker, Cosmic Boy kept his moniker. Um, but several of the Legionnaires changed their names to facilitate that. We're not in the Silver Age anymore. Not everybody is a lad or a lass. Right. And with that, uh, Nura Shoppen, as she was known, um, changed her name to Nura Nall, uh to reference her homeworld of Naltor um, and took the codename Dreamer um, instead of Dream Girl, which is probably where uh, we were getting Nia's codename in the comics is from there and like i said she wasn't a huge part of that era of the legion um and that's the one era that i'm probably least versed on because it's not my favorite era and it's also not the most recent era so it's an era that i know a little bit about but not a lot um and then that era also came to a close um right around 2004 ish And they did a third reboot, which is often known as the Three-Boot Legion.
0: That's an awesome name. I love the term (laughs) Three-Boot.
1: Because it's the third reboot of the Legion, so um, this version of the Legion was drastically different than previous versions um, in that it was rebellious kids instead of government-sanctioned kids. (laughs) And they went back to the original names and this is the era of Dream Girl uh, written by Mark Wade, drawn by Barry Kitson. It's a great series um, as long as both of those creators stay on the book. After those creators leave, the quality in the book does take a nosedive. Um, but she has a sort of Antagonistic uh, relationship with Brainiac Five in uh, this version of the Legion, where he finds her premonitions annoying.
0: I'm guessing to correct me if I'm wrong, but I would guess that Brainiac Five would have an issue with Dream Girl being able to tell him what's going to happen because Brainy seems like the kind of guy who would want to be able to figure it out uh using his intellect so i can kind of maybe see why they would butt heads on that but that's just uh, from from what you're telling me that's what pops in my head and
1: also this version of brainy was um like brainy is always a little bit of a corrosive personality just because of who he is but this version was a little bit more (laughs) (laughs) and she tells him that he will think differently when they are married.
0: <laughs> yeah. Using that dream power. telling that
1: future. They sort of start a kind of relationship, but it doesn't develop very far. And then she dies. Ironically, she doesn't see her own death.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not a great use of her power. That's like a, a, a big thing that you would want to be able to
1: predict. I remember that there was a plot point of her not being able to see further into the future and not knowing what the reason was. And then we find out. Um, but it turns out that Brainiac 5 saves her consciousness and he winds up Putting her consciousness... Towards the very end of that series, he winds up putting her consciousness in a clone body of her. And then the very last issue of that era of Legion of Superheroes, uh, right as they are ending that era and moving back to the original era of Legion, Brainiac 5 and Dream Girl of that universe announce their engagement. So... She was right,
0: <laughs> so she did predict that correctly, and she got that right yeah i'm I'm a little conflicted on whether or not I think it's sweet that he sort of resurrects her or if I think it's super creepy, I can't decide
1: <laughs> a little bit of column a, a little bit of column B, <laughs>
0: yeah, a little bit of both. We'll go
1: with that, and like we we've seen it in the past um I know that a few weeks ago you had your brainiac five spotlight episode right and brainy doesn't deal with grief well
0: no yeah he struggles with it (laughs)
1: like we've seen that over and over in the comics and this is another aspect of him not dealing with grief well (laughs) like he puts he puts the dead body of his somewhat girlfriend in cryostasis for something like forty issues before he makes a clone of her and puts her consciousness in it.
0: I mean, everybody deals with grief a little differently, I guess.
1: So, um, but that's pretty much the the high points of Dreamgirls comics uh, background. And like, now that I have this more personal connection to her, I do want to go back and read more stories. A big problem is that. Most of her Silver Age appearances, she's nothing more than the catalyst to get the story started because of her power. Um, like, hey, Dream Girl had a premonition. Let's go prevent this premonition. And that's pretty much... The story hook.
0: Well, um, so I guess it's going to kind of do everything that we're going to cover with the Dream Girl comic history. So let's, uh, Corey, let's move into some animated television because she has appeared in several different uh, adaptations of The Legion on television uh, dream girl makes a cameo appearance in the superman animated series episode titled new kids in town which is uh, very much a predominantly legion of superheroes episode um, we've covered that a couple of times on supergirl radio uh so she doesn't sp- she doesn't have any lines she doesn't speak she's just kind of there uh, kind of there in the background but she is very recognizable as dream girl you can definitely tell that's who that is uh, so it's it's nice that she's included in that episode. Um, so, so if you're a Legion of Superhero uh, fan, that's the episode to watch of Superman, the animated series. Uh, great episode that features the Legion.
1: I, I love almost everything about the Superman animated series. Um, and that's, that's one of the great episodes because... Again, I love the Legion, so I love when they appear.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of the better episodes that uh, that series actually did. Because they, they kind of have a, a complicated story. Brainiac goes into the past to sort of prevent Superman from happening. And you get to see Clark Kent with Lana in high, in the high school years. And you get to see Brainiac causing trouble and the Legion of Superheroes doing their thing. So it's a really great um Uh, action-packed, and emotional episode um, uh, of Superman the Animated Series. So I highly recommend that one if you've never seen it. Um, Another one that I would recommend uh, in the Legion of Superheroes Animated Series, because the Legion did have their own show, which I think is one of the underrated uh, DC animated shows um, of all time. I'm going to go that far. And I think DC Universe, the streaming service, does have it on uh on there they do have access to that so if you do um have an account for dc universe legion of superheroes i believe is on there
1: it is and i may actually get around to watching it now that i have an easy way to do so
0: do it it's great i highly recommend it um, you will not be disappointed. Um, it features a lot of cool stuff from the Legion and uh, a lot of great characters. And the perform- the voice performances, I think, are really good. So um, in the Legion of Superheroes animated series, Dream Girl is voiced by an actress named Tara or Tara Platt. Uh, Dream Girl appears in the episode titled In Your Dreams, which is a pretty... Uh, Uh, appropriately titled episode. Um, So love her look in this series. She has kind of a, I don't know if it would be like a classic look to her. She's got the sort of gray silver uh, costume with the white hair. So she definitely looks like dream girl. And the, the animation I think is really, really good.
1: Yeah. It's definitely a classic dream girl. Look, Um, it's very similar to the costume that she wore during the Giffen and Levitz era. Um, the one difference is that she has a logo on the costume in the animated series, and she doesn't in the uh, the comics. But I really like this logo too.
0: Well, you gotta brand yourself. You gotta make sure if you're gonna be on the Legion of Superheroes cartoon, you've got to make sure people know you are a member of the Legion of Superheroes. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of her look. Um, So uh, in this episode, Dream Girl plays a part in helping the Legion of Superheroes to predict where the criminal organization known as the Dark Circle will strike. Uh, Computo, which if uh, you know anything about Brainiac Five, that is his <laughs> uh, invention slash disaster uh, that he creates. But <laughs> Computo in this in this episode is very helpful. Uh, Computo records Dream Girl's visions, and Brainiac Five puts them together in video recordings, which is super handy um, that the Legion can actually watch. So she has a dream; they edit them together in a video, uh, and they watch it to figure out what is going to happen in the future. So uh, the only Legionnaire that kind of has problems with this Dream Girl chick is Lightning Lad. Um, he doesn't like Dream Girl very much because uh, she used to con people as the fortune teller known as Madame Mysterious, which I guess maybe is a play on the Miss Mysterious that we talked about with her comic history. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's. That's probably right.
0: So maybe it's a little bit of an Easter egg to her comic book history. Um, uh, Lightning Lad is upset with her because when his parents desperately came to her for answers about his lost sister, who we all know as Lightning Lass, or uh, uh, I guess uh, a- Ayla, Ayla?
1: Yes, Ayla.
0: We we're. Go- I'm going to go with Ayla, uh, and she promised them a mur- uh, and Dream Girl promised them a miraculous reunion if they traveled to the planet Nema. But, unfortunately, it never happened and his parents were devastated. So, Dream Girl defends herself against Lightning Lad, saying that she has only ever tried to help people with her visions. And sometimes what she saw in them wasn't what people wanted to see. So, she made things up. And she says that it was easier that way. So, it's it's definitely got to be hard to be Dream Girl because... What do you say to people about their futures? Do you do you straight up tell them the truth, or do you try to make it easier on them by hiding some information? That's that's a real internal conflict that uh, I can see being a problem for someone like Dream Girl.
1: And can I just say that Lightning Lad is swole, <laughs> like he is huge.
0: He's a big guy in uh, the Legion of Superheroes, and uh, he he's one of the, the. I mean, they have they all kind of swap up you know each episode who's the main character or whatever but uh but lightning lad is a, a pretty uh, uh a prominent member of the Legion in the series. So he does have a little bit of a conflict with Dream Girl in this episode. So uh, the Legion uses Dream Girl's dreams by playing them back on a monitor. I thought this was really clever. They uh, play them back on a monitor next to another monitor. So they got two monitors uh, next to each other. Uh, So one has her dreams playing uh, of the future and one has uh, the live feed of the present so they can see both at the same time. But the dreams don't match up. So this causes a little bit of problem. And so when Brainy notices that the future version includes yesterday's date, he comes to the conclusion that what they thought was a future vision was actually staged and that the Legion had been set up by the Dark Circle, this criminal organization that they are trying to stop, uh, who secretly invaded the Legion cruiser and altered the dream. So there's some problems with the uh, the dream not matching up with the present. So the Dark Circle informs slash lies to the Legion that Dream Girl was working with them in an effort to sow doubts in their minds about her. It's sort of kind of, I think, a, a throwback to her first appearance where she seems like a bad guy. Um, and so they, they sort of play that up in this episode. And so, uh, so the Legion thinks that she is working against them. But uh, Dream Girl wakes up to a vision that the Legion tries to put her under arrest, and she fights them back. She fights back in a robotic suit, so this is actually kind of cool. Dream Girl is in this big, bulky robotic suit, and she's fighting Brainiac Five. So this is a, a different way to to look at Dream Girl instead of just the dream. She actually gets to fight in this episode. Um, so she leaves, and she you know she flies out in space. Who knew she could fly in space? But in this episode, she can. And she gets kidnapped by the Dark Circle, and then uh, they use her—they uh, use her dreams against the Legion as a way to destroy the United Planets by trying to blow up their satellites. So Dream Girl is trying to uh, kind of escape the Legion uh, because she's worried that they will think that she's some kind of traitor and trying to do things—bad uh, things—against them. And uh, now she's kidnapped by the Dark Circle, and so the Dark Circle has the upper hand on the Legion. But Brainy uses a hologram to outsmart them, which was not part of Dream Girl's original vision. And they prevent the detonation of uh, the satellite. And so they think the fight's over, but it's not really. There's a twist. Um, Dream Girl has had another dream. So Dream, Dream Girl can have lots of dreams. She doesn't just have one dream. She has another one. And the Dark Circle plans to blow up yet another United Planet satellite. So this is two satellites they're trying to go after now. Um, And what's interesting in this episode is that earlier we talked about Lightning Lad didn't really like Dream Girl very much. But at this point in the episode, they have to work together to stop the dark circle uh, using her dream to know exactly where to find the bombs. And they end up saving the day together. So it was a nice ending to this episode that they actually overcome their differences and some of the things that happened in their past. And they were able to uh, stop the bad guys and save the day so I highly recommend this one. If you're a big dream girl fan, want to know more about her, it's a, it's a great episode that has a couple of twists and turns and, uh, they, I think they demonstrate dream girl's abilities pretty well in this one.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a look cause I can finally watch the Legion show. Um, now that I have DC universe,
0: DC universe, what a gift, uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely check it out. And, uh, So, uh, Corey, do you want to take us into Supergirl?
1: Yeah. Um, So all of that leads us to uh, what we were here to talk about in the first place, and that is the introduction of Dreamer on Supergirl. Um, In season four, actress Nicole Maines will be playing Nia Nell, who, after working for Cat Grant in Washington, will be the newest addition to the CatCo reporting team so that she can study reporting and superheroing under Kara. Um, she is described as a soulful young transgender woman with a fierce drive to protect others. Uh, Nia now will be the great-great-great-great-great-grandmother of Neuronal, uh, aka Dream Girl from the Legion of Superheroes. And her superpower is being able to see the future.
0: Uh, so Corey, what are you most excited about seeing with Dreamer? Do you have any hopes and, uh, this is such a bad pun, do you have any hopes and dreams
1: <laughs> about
0: uh, what will will happen in season four with the character and, you know, what, what do you think uh, uh, might happen? Do you have any speculations?
1: You know, the the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is just her introduction. Um I have waited to see myself in the superhero medium for 34 years. And like, I, I break into tears frequently when I see new pictures of her, when I see interviews with her, um, with Nicole, just that first moment where she shows up on screen and it's actually real. is going to be a very big deal for me, and it's going to be a very, very big deal for all the young transgender um, kids out there um, being able to see themselves on something like Supergirl. Um, I never had that as a kid, and the fact that these other kids will have that makes me so happy and so proud of the things that we've accomplished over the years. Um, as for what I want to see of the character, I just want her to be her own strong, independent character. Um, I, I want them to be able to, like, I know she's a supporting character, but I hope that they do have the time, uh, to focus on some of her struggles and some of her own life. Um, and I hope that she's not just the token character, um, that she's not just a token trans character, um, and I don't think that's going to happen with this show. I think this show will treat it with the respect that it needs, and hopefully, this show will change some minds and change some hearts, and it will bring much-needed representation to a part of the a part of the populace that doesn't have it.
0: Yeah, like you, I'm very interested in seeing how they introduce her, how they bring her into the uh, into the show and how they bring her into Kara's world at CatCo. I I love the idea that cats like go and uh, get mentored by Kara. Go and study with her Um, uh, because, uh, as previously stated on Supergirl Radio, I don't know if Kara is the best person to get uh, mentored by in the reporting area because Kara never shows up to work. But I think uh, Kara has a lot to offer in terms of the superhero uh, situation (laughs) And, uh, you know, kind of finding yourself and understanding yourself. Um, So Kara, I think, does have a lot of uh, ways that she can mentor. If maybe the reporting part is not her strong suit, she has other ways that she can help someone else. And um, so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Kara in that mentorship role. I think that will be a good way to uh, show Kara as a leader a little bit. So I like that. And I'm very curious uh, because now that we've sort of talked about dream girl's powers and her abilities um i'm excited to see what they might do with dreamers she gonna have dreams of the future uh that's gonna happen are they gonna have a hard time uh, determining what her dreams mean what dreams are you know who's gonna be affected by these dreams um is there going to be some sort of catastrophic event? I'm sure there will be. Um so
1: at least one.
0: At least I mean you got to have some kind of catastrophic event at some point in a season of Supergirl. It's just got to happen. Uh so I'm and and I'm also curious because we have Brainiac 5 who comes from the future and I wonder if he'll have some sort of connection to Dreamer as well cuz will he know Dream Girl in the future and uh you know be able to tell Nia about her uh, Descendant, I guess. I always get Descendant and Ancestor confused. I think Descendant. It's, I think it's Descendant. Um, so I am curious uh, about her interaction, if she does have an interaction with Brainiac 5, if they get to have sort of a Legion of Superheroes moment. Um, so there's a lot of things that uh, I'm very interested with this character in Season 4, to just to see what they do with her. Because I really liked... Um, I had some problems with the character of Psy because I thought that was weird that she had those nursery rhymes. I was like, what is this? But I did like the way they uh, visualized her abilities where she sort of put people in those in those dreams. So if they do something kind of cool like that, um, they don't have to do the same thing is not what I'm saying. Uh, but, you know, the way that they can make those kind of dreams happen that's something I'm looking forward to, just just to visualize what her powers might look like. I'm very interested in seeing how they um, portray that. So I, I think there's a lot of cool things to look forward to with this character um, because she's a little bit different. I mean, we we haven't really. I mean, I think Sai is the only character who might come close to these abilities, but really, this is this is a little bit different. Uh, uh, Power set that we've seen on the show so i think it'd be cool to see what they do with her
1: yeah the the different power set gives the writers uh a little more flexibility it's not all about big fight scenes with her it's about how you how you deal with the knowledge of the future so uh, i'm excited about that
0: yeah i I think this uh will be a, a cool way to have somebody uh Somebody different interact with Kara um, because Kara might be the person she tells the the dreams to, and maybe Kara has to interpret some dreams. Like I, I just think the the dream part of her ability is so is so interesting and cool um, that I'm looking forward to seeing um, how how that plays into the story and what they do with her. So yeah, so that's all very exciting. So we're getting kind of another Legion of Superhero connection, even though this is not technically Dream Girl. She does have a connection to Dream Girl and the Legion of Superheroes. So that's very, very cool. Well, I think that's gonna do it for our discussion about Dream Girl and her history. But Corey, before we wrap up, we have some Dream Girl-related snap judgments.
1: Yeah, and I just added one, so
0: Ooh, ooh, good. This will be exciting because I'll actually make a snap judgment on this one. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. Okay, so the first one. Would you rather have Mancy? which is the ability to see the future through your dreams, or would you rather have a precognition, which is the ability to perceive information about future places or events before they happen? Which one would you rather have as a power?
1: Oh, Naromancy, because it means I get to sleep.
0: (laughs) You know, that's that's a good justification for that. Um, You know, it's tough because they're so similar, uh, (laughs) but... I don't know. I think the idea of pre-cogn- precognition is an interesting one. The ability to perceive information about future places or events before they happen. Uh, it's, it's a little more of a burden, but, um, I'm curious about that one. So I think I'm going to go precognition on that one. Okay. So the next one, uh, is would you rather be in the Legion of superheroes or the Legion of substitute heroes?
1: Uh, I, I would pick the Legion of superheroes. i um... Not that I don't love the subs, but I want to be the big hitter. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be in the big boys and girls. Like, I want to be the important one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm the opposite. I don't want all of that responsibility. I just want to be called when you need me. I don't want to have to be a full-time person. I just want to come when I am called. So I think I'm going to go Legion of Substitute Heroes because I probably wouldn't have a lot to offer to the Legion of Superheroes. I'd probably just be that person who has that weird ability uh, that they call when they absolutely have no one else to go to. So I'm going to go Legion of Substitute Heroes because I love the idea of that team. All right, so the last one. Uh, the most important, uh, snap judgment of the episode, would you rather date Brainiac five or Starboy? Corey, what is your answer?
1: As much as I love Starboy's beard, I, I have to give it to Brainy. Um, I've loved that character for too long and shipping him with Kara is one of my main ships in comics. So I'm going to go with Brainy, um, Despite Starboy's very excellent beard when he becomes an adult,
0: I mean, beards are, are, are a plus. I think beards always make you look a little wiser, maybe a little more intellectual. Uh, and I think Brainy is a good choice in that he's going to do whatever it takes to keep you alive. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's that's a good plus for Brainy. I might go Starboy on this one just because uh, Starboy seemed to take a, a liking to Dream Girl right away, and he had uh, a, an interest in her for uh, for a long time. So he seemed to be uh, very. Uh, uh, dedicated to dream girl. So that's, I'm going to go star boy. Cause I appreciate that. I appreciate somebody who's going to stick around for a long time. Uh, and as you previously stated, he's got a good beard. Uh, that's that's <laughs> awesome. So I'm going to go star boy on that one. No judgments on your snap judgments. All right, Corey. Well, thanks for playing a snap judgments with me and making some snap judgments. Uh, yeah. Get those snaps in there. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for this uh, character spotlight on Dream Girl. So, Corey, where can uh, Supergirl Radio listeners find you on the Internet?
1: Uh, they can find me on our sister podcast, uh, Titans Podcast, um, where we talk about all things related to the upcoming Titans TV show on the DC Universe Network. Uh, that show starts next month, so... Pretty soon we'll be doing this weekly thing as well. (laughs) We have several character spotlights out there already, but uh, soon we'll be getting into the episode recap. So I'm excited for that. Um, They can also find me on my Supergirl-related podcast, uh, Supergirl Power Hour, um, where I talk more about these crazy Silver Age stories like we talked about earlier in the episode. Um, Just lots of fun crazy two three-part stories that are all one issue a piece or at this point where we're at now we've gotten into short arcs um supergirl was one of the first characters that started doing multi-issue stories so um that's where you can listen to me and then you can find my writing at uh wwac uh women Um, I'm the DC Comics beat reporter for them, so I do a monthly DC Comics column, um, along with sporadic reviews of specific DC Comics where I want to talk a little bit more about a single issue. Um, And then I also write for uh, WWAC's sister site, uh, Miz and Scene, which is the TV and movie sister site to WWAC. Uh, I am the primary... uh, comics tv writer for that site um most of our coverage is not necessarily geek content related um but they let me write about whatever uh superhero related stuff i want to uh for the tv shows
0: that's awesome a lot of great content from Corey. i really appreciate uh what you all do on supergirl power hour because you really bring those silver age stories to life And it's a lot of fun to listen to. And I've learned a ton from you all. So thank you uh, you for what you do on Supergirl Power Hour. And uh, now that DC Universe is out and ready for your consumption, you can watch the Legion of Superheroes animated show uh, until uh, Titans comes out. If if you're excited about Titans and you need something to hold you over until that happens, uh, hit hit up that uh, Legion of Superheroes cartoon. You're not going to be disappointed. (laughs) Rebecca would not (laughs) tell you otherwise. Um, so that's really awesome. And uh, Corey, as always, thank you for coming on Supergirl Radio to share your uh, knowledge and uh, your expertise on the Legion of Superheroes. You're kind of like the Supergirl Radio Legion of Superheroes uh, correspondent, is how <laughs> I-, I don't know if that's going to be your full official title but we can work we can work hard workshop it figure out exactly uh the the official title um but that's that's uh kind of uh, what you've become i think so thank you for sharing your knowledge about the legion of superheroes uh, i think you've made me uh more of a legion fan than i was when we first started talking so um thank you for that
1: that's always good to hear i'm glad that uh that I can get at least one person into one of my favorite teams in comics.
0: Even if I prefer the Legion of Substitute Heroes. I'm still a big, <laughs> I'm still a big Legion of Superheroes fan. All right, well, if you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, where we also have a playlist that includes music featured on the Supergirl TV series, We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans, which you can can also go there and find a ton of other fan-related content, so go check that out. Uh, We are also available on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio, so if you have some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review. And if you need any of these links, I know it's really fast and a lot of information, uh, you can just go to supergirlradio.com and uh, find all that information on the right side of the page. And, uh, Corey, since Morgan was not uh, available to chat with us uh for this episode uh would you please take a stab at the dc uh, tv plugs for us
1: I will do my best, but I don't think anyone can do it as well as Morgan.
0: <laughs> well, to be fair, she has a lot of practice.
1: Uh, Supergirl Radio is part of the DCTV Podcast Network, so if you also like Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, Black Lightning, Krypton, Titans, Batwoman, and classic DCTV shows, you can subscribe to DCTV Podcasts on Apple Podcasts and follow at DCTV Podcasts on Twitter and like DCTV Podcasts on Facebook. Nailed it. You can also find our key public store. Um, you can find it at the top of supergirlradio.com. Uh, you can also find links to it, I believe, on every other uh, website in the DC TV podcast network.
0: Yeah, you can find it at dctvpodcast.com and pretty much anywhere we have a DC TV podcast. You can find the link to uh, the DC TV podcast store. We've got some Legion of Superheroes merch in there of course we've got lots of supergirl stuff um we even have some titan stuff uh Corey is part of the titans podcast we've got some titan stuff so if uh you need some new dctv merch that's the place to go and it also helps the uh podcasting network that we are a part of um, but it also allows you to get some cool stuff so uh, really appreciate everyone who has contributed to that and uh, if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me on Twitter at Derby Kid and Instagram at The Derby Kid. Uh, you can watch some videos of, of mine over at youtube.com slash prod. I'm also a contributor to JLU Podcast, which you can find over at jluniverse.podomatic.com. We just recently released our retrospective episode on Wonder Woman. We finished our analysis of the film. So we did a little retrospective episode that has some of our favorite uh, scenes and things that we liked about the film. So be sure to check that out if you're a fan of Wonder Woman. And if you want to hear me attempt some voice acting, you can subscribe to a sketch comedy podcast called The Fakest, which uh, sometimes also features uh, Morgan Glennon. So, if you are into that, uh, it's a silly, fun podcast that the uh, that has some uh, shakeups and some melodrama. So, a lot of good, a lot of good stuff happening over at The Fakest. So, you can check that out. Well, until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson, and we hope that you have a sweet dreams of the future.